Tim. We are at episode 17 of the Stats and Matter podcast. We're almost old enough to vote. <laughs> and we got a we got a good one this week. Week one of the NFL gave us some head scratchers, uh, Raiders and Panthers. <laughs> and we're going to go over our predictions that we made last week. And we're going to preview week number two. And on this week's edition of What's in My Cup, it's an Imperial IPA from Cincinnati, Ohio, the Natty, and an Imperial Stout from Chicago, Illinois. Now, everybody knows you can find Stats and Matter wherever you get your podcasts. Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, Google. But you also can find us on social medias too. Did you know that? At Stats Podcast on Twitter and at Stats That Matter on IG. Now let's get into the show. Let's go. So, Tim, uh, Week one NFL in the books. I gotta say, it felt good. Did feel good. Felt felt damn good. So I get it. We're still COVID mode. We're still keeping an eye on all that good stuff. But all that being said, felt pretty pretty nice to have a little bit of normalcy. Bunch of grown men choosing to to play. They weren't forced to play. So if they're gonna play, I'm gonna watch. Just yep. how it is. Just how it is, folks. Yeah. And we made some predictions. <clears throat> Woo. Uh, Thursday night, we said, look, we're a podcast for the people. That's that's what we are. That's what we do. And we said, if you play fantasy, you should not start the Texans defense. Mm-hmm. And Tim, we were right. Not only were we kind of right on that, which anyone could have been right on, I suppose. But, oh, my goodness. That defense got negative points. I said word for word. If you have the Texans, I probably wouldn't start them. You may end up with negative points. Now, I did miss the mark a little bit. I thought Hill was going to get a little bit more production. Uh, obviously, he did not. But they still ran all over those guys. Mahomes came out firing, didn't skip a beat in any of this offseason. Uh, it's scary to not have any preseason games. It does show a little bit of what continuity could mean for some of these teams coming into this season who didn't have any major changes what that might mean as far as timing. We'll get into some of the other teams that may not have had some of that continuity and what that meant for them. Spoiler alert, wasn't all that pretty for a lot of them, but negative points, man. Negative points. Not a good Yeesh. look. Not a good start. I was expecting maybe a little bit more offensively, but they did do well. You were just playing the Chiefs, so you just, that that's a tough, that's a tough one to overcome if you stumble at all. But Yeah, it, it's kind of like... Um... You know, getting in an F one race with a go kart, you're gonna yeah. get up to speed, but you're gonna get you're just gonna get lapped. You're gonna get blown right by. I mean, the Chiefs yeah. went merrily rolling right along, and Bill O'Brien. If you don't look in the mirror every single day and say, "I don't care what the issue was with DeAndre Hopkins," you probably should have put up with it, because as we're gonna talk about later, the Arizona Cardinals definitely used him, and you could have used him certainly on that on that first Thursday night game. Now, the teams did have the. Moment of unity after the anthem, Aflift Every Voice, which they both played. Um, there were audio video issues, I think, that were going on during the live broadcast. And there were some fans in the stands, and there was some booing. Now, look, I'm not saying where the booing was. I don't know if it was for the anthem or the, the moment of unity. J.J. Watt said after the game, I don't know why people would boo. I don't know if J.J. Watt has been to a football game in the last four years. I, I assume that he's cognizant of the field. Um, and a lot of people are booing during the national anthem usually. So clearly even four years later, there's still something about it uh, that rubs people. But 
look, this is this is going to be what is going to be happening in the NFL this year. Uh, social justice initiatives are a big move for the league. They they have taken a lot of back steps on it, and now they're moving forward. I I, I got to applaud them for it. But at the same time, it's like, folks, there are people who are not going to be able to watch their fans, uh, watch their their favorite football team from the stands as fans all all season. So if you get a chance to go, mm-hmm. I would not boo. Right. You stick out like a sore thumb when you do that. Yeah, uh, there's only there's like five thousand of you in the stadium, and you're like, Boo! yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just as easy to just not say anything if you disagree with it. Go home, complain to your friends, do what you're probably doing on a normal Friday, Saturday night when you're talking about football anyway. Mm. Uh, just no place for it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, moving on. Uh, the Eagles versus the Washington football team. Look, the Eagles won. Oh, no, they didn't. They won the sack mm. race because that's exactly what happened. Carson Wentz got sacked eight times, and the Washington football team came out of nowhere. Ron Rivera got an IV that was planned at halftime. The dude is fighting cancer, and his team has more of a fighting spirit than the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't get this. Yeah, I mean, this was another one of those games where the stat line didn't make sense either. Carson Wentz, 24 for 42 with 272 yards, had two touchdowns, so... If you look at that, the production-wise, it seems like he was doing okay, but he also gave up two interceptions. On the other side, Haskins, 17 for 31, only had 178 yards and had one touchdown, which goes to show you that those turnovers really do kill you. Um, Put up a million million yards if you want, but if you can't convert, it really, really doesn't mean anything. If you're going to continue to give the team to the other ball on top of that, it's just going to compound and make things worse. I think long-term, they'll be just fine. I think Wentz, a little bit of rust, he's got to shake off, come back from his injury. You're just hoping he tries to, or not that he tries, you're hoping he manages to stay healthy throughout the rest of the season. Um, I'm not going to judge any of his performance off of this first start. Timing is something we're going to talk about more than once over the next few weeks uh, as the week's thrown on. This is another one of those where getting yourself back in the groove, getting yourself in gameplay mode, and understanding where your receivers are and capitalizing on some of those decent drives, I think will eventually pay off. But uh, not not that the prettiest start losing to a team that doesn't officially have a name and uh, a uh, team that uh, might keep the name that isn't fitting right now. <laughs> All trademarks aside, like you know, it's iconic. Like you know, it's, it's kind of a throwback. Like no, Dan Snyder, it's not. Get give your team a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Look, the Washington football team is going to play spoiler to some good teams this year. It's going to happen. They have talent mm-hmm. on the defensive line. Um, the offense is going to, going to take a little bit while to get going for sure. But we saw so far good trend. This is the any given Sunday kind of proclamation. You need to come in there ready to clean your opponent's clock because if you don't, they will. Uh, yep. And for the Eagles, I don't think it's a trend going forward. But other than two tight ends in a, in a Jalen Rager and a pear tree, they don't really have a lot going for them right now. And Eagles fans, if you're freaking out after week one, you're not wrong for doing it. Yep. Dolphins and Patriots. Fins up the stairs of the bus that's been warming up because it's camp time. And I am now 100% here for it. Um, I was watching the game this weekend. It was on the same time as the Seahawks. Uh, Falcons game. And, you know, we were watching a couple drives and then we'd go back and watch a couple drives of the Patriots game. And, uh, at one point, the Seahawks, you know, spoiler, went up by like two touchdowns, and uh, we were watching the Patriots game, and I said, all right, we're going to switch, you know, switch back to the uh, the Seahawks game, and my wife was like, why? You already know how that game's going to go. This one's closer. We should just watch it. This is a better game. 
And I kind of gave her that look like, yeah, you're right. But I don't. All right, let's let's keep watching. And oh, my goodness, it was the Cam show. Design run for Cam. Cam with the pass. Design run for Cam. Cam run in for a touchdown. Cam doing the dab. Cam doing Wakanda forever. Am I a Patriots fan? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I think so. It's not too late. You've already mentioned that you're, in the grand scheme of your life, a relatively new fan of football. We we say that within like we'll call, give it like a ten year window. So it's not it's not too late to change. We'll accept you with open <laughs> arms. It's in a in, it's in a quote unquote rebuild season. Uh, mm, sure, rebuild while you're winning. Well, um, it, it happens up here, unfortunately, which. I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping for that season, um, but might have changed my mind a little bit this weekend. Maybe we'll see. I'm not. I'm not there yet. But yeah. man, I really, really, really thought it was about to be to a time. I had oh, said for sure. Last After week, that third interception that fits magic yeah. through, you're just like, okay, yeah. If that game went on like, like one, tragic, yeah. If this went on one quarter longer, we probably would have seen some some to a playing time. Um, I get it. You gotta understand there's there's no preseason, there's you know, guys coming out trying to figure things out, but that was that was really bad. Three interceptions, only hundred and ninety one yards against a team who some of their biggest defensive players are either opting out for the season or were traded away in the offseason. So you have a, a relatively unknown defense that clearly is doing well, but last year they came off of a historic season where on third down, they were only allowing some like 25% or something crazy like that. So obviously that's really hard to follow up. You game plan for that. That's not what you're facing now. It's a it's a whole new look. But Cam, Cam, kind of put it all together. Didn't have the most production or attempts in the air. He's 15 for 19. Only had 155 yards, but he's already in the record books on day one uh, or game day in his first game with having the most yards in a single game by any quarterback in history for the new england patriots which you know obviously sets the pace a little bit um makes you kind of wonder though if you can hold up if you can stay healthy and continue doing that for a long period of time obviously teams are going to start game planning for it it's really hard to game plan we're going to talk about a couple other quarterbacks who are more mobile and it is difficult to make plays around having wideouts plus running backs and then also have to guard a quarterback who can move like that um i don't know if i necessarily trust the longevity of you know his body to keep that up throughout an entire season so he's gonna have to try and figure out ways to get it to receivers more um but i mean i can't complain about a game one like that that was uh it's an entirely new look team something we obviously aren't used to obviously by the the record that he already set. Um, and let's be honest, the bar wasn't super high. It was 75 yards, which is, I think, before that, it was like 62 yards or something like that. I, I hey, think Tom Brady maxed out at you have like a Clydesdale. 15. <laughs> you have a Clydesdale for a quarterback, you know what I mean? Like, the bar is not set low. And you're not going to yeah. face the Dolphins every week, right? You are going to face right. some tougher teams, especially next week in primetime. So, look, everyone wanted the, the, the Belichick ship to go down, and it's not happening. Right. He is gonna keep that thing toot tooting along. So I'm no, I'm not gonna I'm not saying I'm a Patriots fan, but I, I like I like seeing Cam turn that team around for sure. Yeah. Packers Vikings. 
I said no pack no last week. And really the inverse curse of Sam and Tim worked here because Rogers make sure he made sure they discount double checked everyone's biases at the game stadium, uh, including ours. Um, I started the Vikings defense in fantasy to the tune of negative 10 points. So uh, Mr. Rogers just want to go ahead and apologize for saying it wasn't your neighborhood. Clearly it's still your neighborhood. Uh, now I get it. New quarterbacks, Minnesota defense, but Oh, the only thing that saved me in fantasy this week was Devontae Adams. And I mean that grudgingly. But 42 points is 42 points, baby. I'm not I'm not saying no. But my goodness, they just destroyed them. Now, yeah. you know, turnovers definitely helped the, you know, the pack as well. But my goodness. Rodgers always has a couple of those games you're just like, yeah. Yeah. This is not the day. I st- yeah, I still, I mean, damn. Like, I obviously... I said I thought he was on the other side of the hill. One game doesn't necessarily change their mind. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's fallen off. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's going to get bad. I'm not saying there's a cliff. I'm not saying any of that stuff. I'm just saying in his career at his age, obviously there's a peak and there's a slow decline. So it's slower for some than it is the other. I still think he might, you know, be building a little bit of that downward momentum. Obviously, we're seeing we're we're in a very different age than we were before with you know Drew Brees, who obviously we're going to talk about in a little bit. Ben Roethlisberger is another one. Tom Brady is another one where these guys are having success a lot later in life than what we're used to. So I'm not saying next year he's going to be garbage, but man, this performance definitely made me look bad and sound bad. And I actually don't mind being wrong, if I'm being honest, if it is because of a performance like this. It's not like he went in, threw for 200 yards, and had a couple touchdowns, and their team went up and scored against uh, a bad team. Uh, He had 364 yards and four, I'll say it one more time, four touchdowns against a pretty solid defense in the Vikings. They are a little youngish on the Vikings side. Some of their rookies, as they get up to speed, will obviously start to improve. So I don't suspect that this is going to continue happening year. I mean, week after week. This, I think, was more on Aaron Rodgers' side. I mean, it looked more like a, a basketball score for like a mediocre college team than it did an actual football team. But, I mean, Cousin, he didn't do terrible either. Uh, he had a decent game, 259 yards, two touchdowns, 34 yards on the ground on his own, but he did give up an interception. I think this is, like you said, one of those games where just Rodgers came out on a mission. Everybody was firing on all cylinders. They did have a little bit of continuity, but you know, some change in management and coaching and things like that in the offseason kind of, you know, bring some of that into question, but didn't skip a beat. I'll be curious to see if this is more the Vikings having to shake off some of their preseason woes, or if it's the Vikings who are literally you know, primetime Vikings when Aaron was slinging the ball all over the field. I mean, that, that the Packers might be fun to watch this season. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, shout out to Kevin. Sorry for doubting the Rodgers, man. Just won't yeah. be doing that again. No, not, not until at least the matchup is, you know, clearly yeah. out of their favor. But all right, moving <laughs> on. Colts, Jaguars. We thought there's no way Phillip freaking Rivers isn't going to win. We said he throws a pair of, of TDs and a pair of picks. And guess what? He threw those two picks, uh, and he only got one touchdown. Uh, the yep. Colts' defense allowed a mustachioed man from Jacksonville to throw not one, not two, but three touchdowns against them. 
Marlon Mack tore his Achilles. Uh, get well, dude. Go grab Naheem Hines off the waiver wire right now. If is if he's not on someone's bench, you need him. Uh, but oh my God, Tim, we were so wrong here. Like, where yeah, the hell did the Jacksonville Jaguars come from? Yeah, I mean, Rivers came out swinging, three hundred sixty-three yards, thirty-six of forty-six. I mean, that's not that. That's another one of those where the stat line doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, he threw a he threw a touchdown on his own. Did throw two interceptions, which obviously is going to kill you every time. Negates actually that one in the fourth in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it 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 really ruins a lot of the momentum you have built up and sort of unfortunately bookends a lot of these uh, big drives that. You know, your numbers clearly show you're capable of, but if you can't finish and you end up turning the ball over when it counts, it's the same as if you are Minshew on the other side who only completed 19 passes instead of 36 passes. But he's another one that was obviously a lot more efficient. You know, good ball position off of turnovers, uh, decent running, all of that added up where he only needed 173 yards to get all three of those touchdowns. So this is one of those where I, I paused a little bit before, you know, giving too much praise to Minshew. I, you, you have to. They looked great, obviously, coming in and, and beating the Colts. But the Colts are one of those teams that I haven't really had a lot of high hopes for in the last few seasons. They've gone through a lot of obviously weird transitions, both on the offensive side. Um, so I'm not ready to sell out for Gardner yet I do think if he can maintain this level he is a fun guy to watch play and I think he is somebody uh the NFL could use right now someone who doesn't take himself all that seriously someone who likes to have fun and can play well 173 yards isn't going to get you wins you're not going to get three touchdowns out of that every single week but if you can if you can maintain some of that maybe make a few more passes uh maybe not rely on the ground quite as much uh you know, he could he could be a fun guy to watch. Sort of the anti Baker Mayfield, if you will. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, moving on to Bears Lions. Uh listen to him through three quarters. It looked like we were gonna be a hundred and ten percent right about Mitch Trubisky's job audition. And inexplicably, and I I'm sorry, Matt, friend of the podcast, listener of the podcast, share of all podcast uh posts explicably. The Lions still had a chance to win this game. And then yeah. DeAndre Swift, just he's a one-on-one, and he dropped a Stafford floating pass in the end zone. So we're both wrong, but only barely. Did you see what I did there? Bah. <laughs> but look, seriously, I thought most way through that game, all right, it's Nick Foles time. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, It's going to be Nick Foles time. And then magically, or not magically, quizzically, uh, the Detroit defense just fell apart in the fourth yeah. quarter and they scored 21 points. I, I just like th- this is the thing about football that, you know, you see some of those games that are head scratchers and you're like, wow, we really missed the bet on that one. And I, yeah. I don't think that's that necessarily. I still do think that's Mitch's job to lose in the next two weeks. Um, but man, we were not very high on Matt Patricia's defense and <laughs> no one came to his defense either. Not even his own team. Yeah, uh, last week I said uh, this was going to be a little bit of a snooze fest, not one that I put a lot of thought or care into. Uh, still feel that way. It was, you know, it was it was an okay football, but I mean it was an okay football game. But the Lions' defense managed to make 
Trubisky look like a good quarterback, which is really difficult to do. Uh, that's not to say he didn't make improvements in the offseason. Calm down, Chicago fans. You'll be fine. <laughs> he may come out and he may do better than he has previously. It's just statistically he's not a great quarterback. But completed 20 of 36 with 242 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. That's a very impressive stat line. That's um, a very not Mitch Trubisky stat line. Yeah. Like if yeah. you if you had anonymized that data and and read it to me, I would have picked about 31 other quarterbacks. Okay, 30. I would have picked yeah. Baker Mayfield, but Yeah. And I mean it's not obviously rainbows and butterflies. He was playing the Lions. So, let's not get ourselves too excited just yet. And Stafford helped them out a little bit. Coughed up his own interception, barely completed 50% of his passes. He's another one that had almost 300 yards, but Obviously, if you're only completing 50% of your passes, it's not going to do all that much. It just means that you had the ball a lot to throw around. Uh, Not a bad performance by either guy. I have a little bit more faith in Stafford than I do Trubisky long-term. I I agree. The Lions might be another one where you kind of got a a week or two to get in the groove. They very well may end up finishing, you know, Above 500, no problem. But right now, I mean, you let the Bears come in and, and, and roll you like that. That's not a that's not a good look. Yeah, certainly isn't. Certainly isn't. Better days are ahead, we think. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the Raiders and Panthers. We said that there's no way the Panthers are going to lose this game. The Christian McCaffrey is going to have 150 yards. I mean, the Raiders put their backup quarterback in IR. This this looks close, but the pack, the, I mean, the Panthers are going to win by a touchdown. And then guess what? Those Raiders came in and, and won. And I just remember watching clips of the game as it was happening and just thinking, how, how is this coming to be? How is Josh Jacobs in the same solar system as Christian McCaffrey? And how mm-hmm. are they both scoring touchdowns? And why is this game so close? And how in the world did they lose to the Raiders? But any given Sunday, I mean, Carolina had some firepower, but rugs just seemed to be uncoverable for the the majority of that game. And if this is the new look Raiders we're going to see underneath Chucky, I am all about it. I mean, a couple seasons ago, saw Raiders on hard knocks was like, Oh yeah, it's a little rah, rah. You see that thing up, up close. You're just like, okay, strap in. I'm ready for this. Dude. Raiders are back, baby. No, come on. They they, they won one game. All right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's not get too crazy. It was a decent outing by Carr, which is something I've been waiting for since they shelled out all of that money, uh, 239 yards. But Josh Jacobs was literally just throwing the team on the back and saying, I got this. I'm just going to carry you guys to the football promised land. Just shy of 100 yards, but had three touchdowns, which is some pretty good percentages, uh, all things considered. Considering almost 90% of the league was below 100 yards to do that and get three touchdowns out of it. It's awesome. Uh, if you had him on your fantasy team, good for you. Also, on behalf of everyone who played against you, I hate you. Those are some Henry. <laughs> <laughs> those are some Henry numbers. Although Henry probably would have done that and tacked on a hundred more yards, but pretty close. Um, I think Bridgewater, Caffrey. I think they did well enough in holding up their end of the bargain, but it's. That was one of those unexplicable losses you just can't really put your finger on other than the stars aligning for the Raiders. And, you know, 30 points is not 
obviously a bad output, especially no, if you're going up against a team like the Raiders. It'll be interesting to see as things go on again, see how the weeks play out. I think both of these teams are going to be fine. Bridgewater seems to be finding his stride a little bit. You kind of, he's one of those guys you tend to root for. He's been on a bunch of different teams. Now it's, it's his show to run. You're kind of pulling for him a little bit. Uh, I wonder if the Raiders are going to sort of gravitate back towards the mean a little bit over the next few years. I mean, we're talking week one. We've had one sample size to go off of. We haven't had any preseason games to judge them, so we're going off of just face value. The Raiders seem on paper like they could always do well enough, and it was you were always sort of befuddled as to why they weren't. Uh, some coaching decisions, some personnel decisions, but maybe this is the year they piece it together. I'm hoping for it because whenever the Raiders are in the conversation, it feels like old school football again. So we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. I'm going to reserve my excitement like the rest for at least, I'll give it two more games before I buy in and I'll pull out my old elementary school Raiders jersey. Because mm-hmm. in Calif- where I played in California, all of your teams were named after professional teams. So I got a little, probably fit a little bit like uh, a Zeke Elliott uh, <laughs> jersey right now. But- yeah. Like from the longest yard, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. No, nobody wants to see me in it, but I will wear it anyway. Are you gonna get the uh, the the tattoo that Zeke got? Is it instead of feed me? Is it gonna say pod me? Yeah, on your stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'll even get the the, the nose piercing. Oh fine. boy, Whew. don't, don't need that. <laughs> no, uh, nobody needs that. The, the Bills absolutely rolled the Jets twenty seven oh, yeah. to seventeen, and it's not. Uh, it wasn't really as close as it looked. Um, Josh yeah. Allen airmailed a touchdown, which is going to happen. He also ran for a touchdown, which is going to continue to happen. Uh, yeah. So the Bills look like they just literally picked up from where they left off last year. Like, yeah. if you would have cut the end of their season and then showed me this game right after it, I would have assumed, outside of fans not being in the stands, that it's the same team, um, yeah. which, which is good for them. Uh, obviously, AFC East is sort of in play right now. They definitely want to get out to a fast start. But it didn't really look like they they're missing anything. Now they have some speed outside at the wide receiver position. The defense is still good. I mean, for a long time, it was, there was no points from the jets on the board. And then thankfully Crowder from the jets got some garbage time points. So I needed those. I needed all 18 of those points to still lose, but that's okay. It would have been a lot more. Um, but the jets, they, they have some serious stuff to figure out. Uh, Levy and Bell's an IR already. Like there's there's more issues going on between the coach and him. That team just looks like right now, if they were to get the number one overall pick, and I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm playing a fourth year. I'm just saying that's <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of where we're going. Like you know, we we make the joke that the Jets are gonna Jets, but the Jets looked woefully unprepared for that game for the majority yeah. of it. It's one of those like Darnold, man, like he seemed when all of that went down, like he was going to help improve that team but it's just not adding up um i mean you're you're right the jets are gonna jet but on the other side of that allen came to play like he was a quarterback ready to go uh looked solid all the way around 70 percent completion two touchdowns while also scoring one on the ground he racked up 57 rushing yards so he's another one of those guys who's just a big athletic quarterback that's going to be difficult to go up against if you're someone like the Jets who knows that's coming, it's going to be really hard to plan because that man is just massive. I think he's poised for another good season coming off of last year. 
uh at least one of the teams in new york is is doing well uh that greedy state with with three um three but i'll uh it's one he's one of those players that's worth kind of paying attention to you hope again obviously he can do it in the air with the two touchdowns you hope they don't rely on him being uh all too run heavy um he can do it it doesn't always look the most comfortable once he leaves the pocket but he's a big strong dude so you have faith that anytime he does make that decision he's going to get you some some decent yardage but um again it's it is the bills and it is the jets so nothing to get overly excited about just yet but one to maybe keep keep on the fringe of your radar if nothing else yeah for sure uh definitely definitely more to watch grimacingly i would i would say yeah. uh Browns Ravens. Look, we said there was going to be no redux of the last season when they opened up. Uh, the Ravens are going to come out and thump the Browns and thump, 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 tub thumper, chumbawumpa, thub. That's what they did. Yeah. Um, I don't even think like mostly into the third quarter. Like I don't even think the Ravens were even like putting their their A game plan out there. You know, rookie J.K. Dobbins had a couple touchdowns. Lamar threw for a few touchdowns. There was a pick. The defense for. Um, the Ravens was just eaten up. Like Baker did not look comfortable in the pocket. No. Odell either. Beckham got 10 targets, and I think he caught like three of them. Yeah. Like there was if you spent a high fantasy pick on Nick Chubb, you're you have buyer's remorse right now. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't understand what it is about these. There are some teams that just perpetually stay in a constant state of chaos. And unfortunately, that's what the Browns are right now. Um I, we're gonna see what happens with this season. It's very difficult. Like we're not the biggest fans of Baker Mayfield, but it's not because of his antics. It's mostly just because of the on the field stuff that we see. But three coaches in, in four years, you're know, four coaches in four years. Like there's been so much change, and he's like he's trying to keep the ship afloat right now. But I think yeah. it's, it's just a case of doing too much. And yeah, it was painful to watch. Like part of that game, like you wanted, it was like one of those look away kind of things because you want to shield your eyes from the massacre. Yeah, I, I, I mean. Sometimes I feel bad for the guy. Other times I think he deserves. I mean, he's in more commercials than he has wins. That was a funny tweet that went out over the weekend. Oh, um, it's bad. It's really bad because it's true. But I can't, I can't put the blame solely on him for the weekend loss. Yeah, he didn't play his best at all. But you're right. He's had constant coaching changes. Uh, both Chubb and uh, Jamie Gillen both coughed up the ball. I mean, that's not something he obviously has any control over. There was some poor coaching decisions throughout the game just in general. And I, I do think he's on the hook for some bad, you know, game management and some decision-making on his end. But we were literally up against a buzzsaw in Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That is a team that is not to be trifled with at any point, let alone your very first game of the season coming off of the weird preseason that we did have. I thought Lamar is, you know, should have been ranked overall the best player in the entire league. I, I obviously it's close, but that man is just on a whole nother level. He is a beast. Not that Mahomes isn't in the category, but Lamar is just an animal. He 275 yards in the air and 45 on the ground. He's just unreal. And I don't care who you put in front of him. It's going to be a difficult game, no matter who you are. And if you're someone like Baker, who is having the constant 
management changeover, then you're having to get used to, you know, their play style. Some poor play by your supporting core. You you just don't stand a chance. And that is one of those games that I I didn't even bother watching. I knew it wasn't even going to get close. Uh, it's just brutal. But, hey, shout out to Robert Griffin III for having a 100% completion rating on the day, going one for one. Good for you, man. Welcome back. Snap. Snap. Oh, you, you start your backup quarterback week one. There's that, just the amount of disrespect that's there. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, the bird battle. Hawks, Falcons. Uh, Seahawks Twitter has been very vocal. I want to shout out to Seahawks Twitter. Lucky to be a part of it. Uh, let Russ Cook has been a movement, and the movement has arrived. And the Seahawks put an absolute hurting on the Atlanta Falcons. We said, Russ, three total TDs. Defense is going to get a fumble recovery and interception. And Russ threw four TDs, and the defense came up with the fumble recovery and the interception. Boom, 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 boom. Chef Russell Wilson. Three Michelin stars off the gate. That's what I'm talking about. This was not the the normal Seahawks game that we have been watching for years, which is why are they not going for on fourth down? Why are they kicking long field goals and missing? Why are they run, 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 pass? Like what why why are we doing this? Just let Russ do his thing. And we saw a glimpse of it. And it was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. There was a sack to start the game. And I was like, oh, great, here we go. It's another another season of Seahawks football. And then they just came out firing. On fourth and five, Russ said, oh, you want to celebrate the sack you just got? I'm going to go ahead and ice you. Slant and go, DK Metcalf, touchdown. Yes. Yeah. Where was this football all along? Like, I don't know, the Super Bowl a few years ago, or I don't know, the divisional rounds you lost in. But I'm happy. The team is now here. Do I think they're going to win like this every single week? No, of course not. But – Oh my God, it was so great to finally see what we do on Madden with Russell Wilson in real life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not much to say about that one. It was a stellar performance by Wilson. Uh, it's good to see him kind of come out and, and hit the ground running. He's had a lot of, obviously, off-season conversation about you know where he fits in the grand scheme of the NFL, and I think this kind of solidified a lot of that. Little disappointed by the Falcons and, and their gameplay. Um but I think this is one of those that, you know, nothing was gonna stand between Russ and a and a statement piece, which is exactly what they put up. Just absolutely chef's kiss. Beautiful. All right. Those are the one o'clock games. Uh four oh five Chargers, Bengals. We said Joey Burrow is going to make it interessante, but the Chargers are going to eke it out and win by three. And the Chargers did win by three, and Burrows did make it interessante. Uh, he had a rushing TD on some draw, you know, specially designed draw plays. He went, yeah, he he threw up a pick, which I mean, again, he's a rook. Like you're expecting people to do that. Yeah. I think what I like the most, and I told some some friends this who are Bengals fans, uh, also listeners of the podcast, what I expected to see was more Baker Mayfield esque, running around, chicken with the head cut off. Burroughs, his feet were very, very quiet. They're they're very confident. They were very poised. He delivered strikes. And when they came down to the end of the game, I kind of thought for a second, uh, I think the Bengals might win this game. Like he just kept finding people on the Mm -hmm. sideline. He was very methodical. The moment didn't really get to him. He he came back after throwing the interception. And then, of course, like the team just decided to like to cough it up. And like the offensive pass interference, like "Ah, we're going to go with that role this season. Okay. DPI last year, OPI this year. Like, did AJ really extend his hand? 
Yes. But was there hand fighting? Yes. Is that a no call? Yes. But Chargers won by three. But you know who didn't win was Austin Eckler. And you guys, (laughs) Chargers, if you're listening to me, can you please? I mean, did you see what this dude did last year? I don't care if you have a new rook that's that's great and you want to give him the, like you don't need to go with the hot hand. The hot hand belongs to Austin Eckler. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's not the best outing for either side offensively and neither of them were able to convert all that much. Eckler did pile up almost 100 yards but had zero to show for it. I think it was a little bit more of a mixed outing for Burrows. He did have the interception. He was under 200 yards for the day. He did score their only rushing touchdown, which obviously it's a big deal. You're putting your team on the board. But both sides still have a lot of work to do. He's a rookie, so he's one that you lean a little bit more faith towards just because he's got some growth potential. Um, one of the big takeaways, though, was Josh Kelly stepping in once Justin Jackson went out with a quad injury. Averaged five yards on all 12 of his attempts, and he racked up with a touchdown and 60 yards to boot. That's a good sign if... Uh, Jackson's going to end up being out long-term. You have someone that you can trust. That five yards of carry compared to the rest of the league for the weekend uh, is actually in the top. I think, uh, I remember who it was that got, I think the only one really above him may have been like seven yards of carry. uh, And it was actually done by a quarterback. Um, So it's obviously shows a little bit of promise. Everyone got a little worried when Jackson went out, but, you got a you got a guy who filled right in and seems to have literally hit the ground running and had some success. So that is the one positive takeaway from the game, other than Burroughs, you know, showing a little bit of promise. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, moving on to the next four o'clock game, Cardinals 49ers. I we said they were gonna shock the world. They they have this innate ability to keep games that look like they should be out of hand on paper like really within striking distance. Uh, we thought they were going to shock the NFL and pick up the W. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, they killed it on third down, Tim. Seven for 14. And San Francisco converted two of 11. And they went over for 2 on fourth down. Like, man, the way the Hopkins are, like already changed that team. Like Larry Legend is fantastic. Christian Kirk is doing great. But now you have a running quarterback who can scramble. You have a guy yep. in Larry Legend with magnets for hands. Like, he catches everything. And you have Hopkins. He, was like, he had, like, 14 receptions. Like, they were just – that game, if I'm the Niners, and and I think the coach said the, – the coach of the Niners said post-game, like, oh, you know, we felt like we we had him where we wanted him. Like, no, you didn't. You yeah. absolutely didn't. You, you weren't converting on third downs the way that they were, and you didn't ever pull away from them, which is – not what you want to do in arguably the toughest division in the entire NFL. You need to go and put teams in your division down quickly. As the, the minute you get a chance to strike, you need to do it. You need to show them, listen, we meet two times a year, and you're not going to take either time. And unfortunately, this is not like the little brother situation that we talked about last episode. This might be the where we see that the team is better than the team that is projected to win the division. Yeah. And it's it's kind of scary if if you've never watched Arizona Cardinals football before because now they really look like most of their stuff is beginning to come together. They're another one of those where Murray had a little bit of a mixed outing. Uh, obviously, he did well, but he had one touchdown and he had one interception, which, again, is going to be 
expected with a guy as young in his career as uh, Murray is, but I mean, that dude moves. He put up 91 yards on the ground and had one of the two rushing touchdowns for the whole game, and he averaged more yards per carry than the rest of the entire running back squad. The entire squad was beat by the quarterback on fewer attempts. So you kind of, he's another one where you kind of got to look long-term and say, okay, is this sustainable? I mean, obviously everyone made a big deal about his size. He is a little smaller than everybody else, but it does show that, no pun intended, there's a little bit of room for growth in his game and the way he can't. <laughs> so that really, that really wasn't a... You what I did there? <laughs> that, really, that really wasn't uh, intended to be a pun, but there is room for improvement in his game. How's that? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> But you, honestly, you, you can't help but wonder where he's at with risk injuries. He's a little smaller. He runs a lot, a lot, a lot, obviously, as you can tell. And there's some work to be done in his throwing game to kind of help bring that up to the level of a starting quarterback. On the other side of that, Jimmy G. Jimmy, Jimmy G. 19 completions for 259 yards, which goes to show that he was making some efficient passes when they were being completed. However, he still only made about 50% of your passes, which goes a little bit to show he is still in that sort of game management, game decision side, which obviously is a value. They didn't lose this game by much. They were still in it. There was still a chance for them to, to take it. But if you're going up against... If you're taking the game manager and you're going up against a skilled player like someone in Murray, um, you gotta you gotta put a little bit more of that together. You gotta complete a little bit more than than what you're doing if you're going to rely on a heavy passing game plan, which is exactly what they did. Not none of their running backs really had all that many attempts or that much yardage. They really went into this thing trying to sling the ball all over the place. Um I think if you're gonna, if that's gonna be your move, he's got to be more accurate. He's got to complete more passes. If that's on the, that, that can go back to what we were talking about earlier with some of the timing. Uh, I didn't go back to compare what he was, what his average was last season. Um, I know it wasn't stellar last season either. But if you're gonna be a pass-heavy team, you got to rely on your quarterback to make a little bit more than fifty percent of his passes. It's just how it is. You, 57% isn't that great. That puts you middle to lower end of the pack as far as pass ratings and attempts and all that good stuff. So if they're going to lean that way, they got to make some improvements either in getting guys open so they are easier passes or Jimmy's just got to make better decisions, I think. Yeah, and I think what we're going to see here is since Kittle had the had the injury, um, and you know he was he was clearly not himself. And and they've had wide receivers that have dealt with injuries already. Like teams are going to figure out pretty quickly that uh, if they need to get San Francisco and in, in a in a compromisable position, that it can be done. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you're known for having fourth quarter comebacks, that stat follows you wherever you go. Unfortunately, Jimmy G now has the moniker that he is not capable of fourth quarter comebacks. Happened yep. against the Ravens last year, happened in the Super Bowl. Now it's happened here. Like 
one, two, three, four, ten times. Like it's just going to continue to be a thing that's going to be droning on in the background and might not be a hundred percent true, but it looks like it when you watch the film. Yeah. So I don't think that this is necessarily going to put them down, but this is not the way you want to start for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Uh, Cause like I said, I was sad when he left new England, but to see him kind of shaping up and let, don't get me wrong. If he was a new England quarterback right now, I'd still be pulling for the guy. I'm still pulling for him in San Francisco. I just think there's, there's a disconnect somewhere and I'm not sure quite where that is yet. That's all. yeah. Could be. Um, Bucks Saints, I miffed big yeah. time. I said, "Oh, there's no way the Saints are gonna win this game." Uh, Tom, terrific. Tim was right by two accounts. The Saints are gonna win, and they're gonna win by at least a TD. Um, I think there was a large consensus of New England fans who decided not to watch the one o'clock game and decided to watch the four twenty-five game because they thought, "Oh, Brady Gronk's gonna be just like the good old days." And then about halfway through that game, they said, "Shit." I probably should have watched the game yeah. against the Dolphins yeah. because, wow, like Brady's now thrown three pick sixes in his last three games. Like there was two interceptions here, and like you could say the first one was on Mike Evans because Mike Evans didn't get to the spot that Brady wanted the ball to go to. Uh, but the second one, Janoris Jenkins, Janoris Jenkins from the Giants, he was kicked off the Giants, and the Saints picked him up and pick six, like. Yeah. What in the world is going on here? They have all the running backs, but they couldn't get it going. They were able to score some touchdowns. You know, Brady had his rushing touchdown because he wanted to let everyone know, hey, you might have a quarterback in New England who's rushing, but I can also rush down here in Florida. Like, uh, I don't want to overreact. It is week one. But there's a lot of people who are like, maybe I should have held off on buying my Brady jersey. <laughs> you hate to see it. You definitely do, but. I don't necessarily think he was as bad of a start as I think a lot of people do. Um, he had some quality downfield throws, which is not something you expected. He didn't do it as often, but right off the bat, they came out firing. They had a little help with some passing interference. For anybody who said the ref followed Brady, they also gave up a couple passing interference calls. So calm your tits a little bit. We're not there yet. But. He did throw two interceptions. I I refuse to give him credit for that first one. If you watch the video of a hundred times out of a hundred, you see Evans literally just stops running and like casually turns around, and the ball, the ball goes. is traveling Woo! to where he is supposed to be. <laughs> so if nothing else, that should have been like an incomplete pass. He just stopped running, right? And this is this is one of those things we're gonna hark on over and over. Is that's one of those things you're gonna learn as you play with somebody. You're going to know the guys you can trust. You're going to know the guys who tend to give up on plays. If you go back and look, you didn't go to Evans that much more for the rest of the game. So that either sends a message to to Evans or, like, you know, that it, when he started seeing him in New England go up against some of the, the younger guys who were dropping the ball all the time, those guys and their production pretty much plummeted until the tail end of the season where they decided to let's give it another few shots. Dobson was one of those where – you used to call him Dropson because he literally could not hold on to a ball. And what you saw was the attempts his way literally fell out the bottom and then eventually came back, and now he's doing pretty well. But this is one of those, you got to get the, feels for, the feel for the guys. I can't imagine Brady didn't, you know, chew his ear off on the sidelines or after the game saying, dude, what the hell are you doing? Um, but, I mean, for me, they were able to go out and put some the points up. 
is the pick six bad? Yeah, the pick six bad in the postseason last season, sure. But those games, you're in playoff games, you're going up against teams who should be generating turnovers that's supposed to happen. I think everyone kind of got lost a little bit with Brady and the moniker that goes along with that of perfection and forgets that pick six they're going to happen it's not he's not the only quarterback to ever give them up um i'm not sure yet where i feel about them going forward i'm a little bit more i'm actually surprisingly a little bit more confident about them going into the season because that is a really really good saints team and to go out and put that many points up and there were a few opportunities where it looked like they were going to make the game closer than they were Yep. The tail end of that game, they were putting together drives that looked very reminiscent and gave you a little bit of that feel. They're like, oh, oh, they might be making a run for it here. Um, so I'm not, I'm not ready to write them off yet. I didn't think they were going to come in and beat the Saints. I mean, Breeze just came in and played his ass off. Uh, that whole team did amazing. But you thought you were going to see a Tom Brady team. Instead, you got the Bucks looking like the Bucks. Uh, so I don't know. Um, I'm a little bit more hopeful watching that. I did watch the game. I didn't think I was going to. I'm not trying to be a fan of two teams. Um, but out of <laughs> out of curiosity, I wanted to see it. And some of the things I saw were definitely better than I was expecting. Some of the things obviously were not as good. You know, there was some. Uh, there was a lot of timing issues. Obviously, wasn't as clean as you would like them to be when it came to completions versus attempts all that stuff but that's another one of those teams where literally the entire roster changed over going into the season they picked up a guy two weeks ago and you expect everything to kind of mesh going into the season no i mean i've seen pickup games where guys are more in sync than what last night was so i'm not ready to write them off not sure if i'm ready to pick them for for next week yet i'll let you know in in a few minutes i'm, I'm still i'm still <laughs> you'll, dwelling you'll on it, at it. The, i'm still dwelling on it a little bit but uh I, I don't think it was as bad as as i was expecting no i mean it's 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 good you gotta get knocked the rust off somewhere uh yeah. obviously the you know the, the head coach bruce Arians has already came out and said well he, who's responsible for those two interceptions in newsflash it was tom brady so uh oop controversy not i mean i'm sure belichick said worse stuff to him anyway so moving on uh cowboys Rams sunday night football look tim you were correct on two accounts that los angeles was going to win and it was by three points um now that was probably because of a phantom opi maybe but maybe cowboys score more than 17 points against a high octane team maybe cowboys don't let aaron donald throw three of your linemen to the ground at once right like you you, these are types of things this isn't the first time you played this team so it's like you should know and just watching aaron donald wreck like now back in the 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 cowboys o-line heyday that wouldn't have happened but right now he's feasting and zeke he wasn't getting going in, in the ground game that much so you had to pass it to him and mari cooper largely inexistent from the game uh you can give the rams credit for selling that phantom opi 100 percent. but clock management there were missed field goals analytics you're going to go for it and fourth down you don't convert like all of those things the cowboys are doing that are not traditional cowboys type moves like good for them it didn't pan out this time doesn't mean it won't in the future but you have to put up 17 more points 
than you did really against a team like the Rams because they're built to scheme points out of thin air. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. I, I, it was odd to see how poorly the Cowboys did until you go back and look at just how aggressive Darnold was and how that man is literally a bully on the field. At one point he picked Elliot up and threw him back on his way to put pressure on Dak. I think it's I think Dak actually didn't look too bad. Elliot did well enough given, you know, when you have a guy like that just constantly clogging up the middle of the run should be difficult, right? That's why you have modern day running backs that also have good hands. You just shift them out to the outside. You then take the run stop from Darnold away. You just have to deal with him constantly putting pressure on you, which is just a whole other animal. But that man is a beast. He's a video game character with all the stats cranked up to a hundred. He's a cheat code. That is unreal. Um, He's the guy that you pick quickly right before the snap happens and you're just mashing all the buttons to get all the swim moves. Uh, except he's in real life and he's thrown around in grown men. Like to the ground. three, yeah, three, four hundred pound linemen look like me out there trying to, I would die. I would just die. It's like when you watch a boxer hit somebody really hard and you're like, oh my God, I would just die if I ever got hit like that. If Donald ever came through and gave me that little two-arm shove to my ribcage, I'd be dead. Yeah, so they'd probably be doing be this like podcast by yourself. Ten crack ribs or something like that. <laughs> we we know that the Rams are are one of those teams that defensively is going to be good anyways. That We know they're good up front, and we know they're decent out back. Um, Ramsey, for the most part, like, if there wasn't that OPI call, that wouldn't have looked really good on Ramsey. That was his only coverage, right? And looked like yep. he was going to get beat deep by Gallup. Now it didn't come to be. Cowboys had a lot of missed opportunities. They're going back to that film saying, all right, we, we've got some things to fix here. So not bad, but, you know, again, Sunday Night Football, primetime. That SoFi Stadium looks beautiful. $5 billion. Who has that kind of money? Like Bond villains have that kind yeah. of money. And apparently they live, in, they live in Los Angeles. But all right, moving on. Monday Night Football. I got the doubleheader. Steelers and Giants was first. Uh, I said, Steelers are going by 10. And you said the Giants are going to win. I said, no way. And guess what? The Steelers won by 10. Uh, James Conner got injured, but we yep. welcome back Juju Smith-Schuster. For all of you who drafted him in fantasy and stuck by him, he did exactly what he's supposed to have been doing this entire time because Ben is back. The Steel City defense looking good. Saquon got Saquon. How many yards? Not a lot. Yeah. That's the biggest story of that game is how well they were able to – well, I take that back. That's a big part of the story. The other part of the story is uh, Jones and his ability to just cough the ball up in the worst scenarios. Now, I know you were a little nervous. The Giants looked like they were about to squeak that out as the game went on. Uh, I really, really thought they were going to pull it out. Big Ben came out looking like Big Ben of the days of yore. Kind of grabbed his knee and hobbled a little bit on more than one occasion, so that's something to keep your eye on. He's a brittle old man carrying a little bit of extra weight than a lot of the other QBs <laughs> that are out there. He's out looking like a golfer throwing around a ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones was making moves on more than one occasion and then just making stupid decisions to finish them. 
you marched down. I mean, they were really close to winning that game if it wasn't for the two turnovers. One of them, you're like, all right, it was just a poor decision. The other one, I have no idea what he was even thinking. He was under pressure, leaning back, and literally just floated the ball up in the red zone onto the mm-hmm. one-yard line to nobody. There was literally nobody there. So I don't know if, like, I didn't see him get hit in the arm. I didn't see the ball deflected. That was just the worst football decision I've seen in a really, really long time. Um, to have yourself in a position to compete against the Steelers and to lose because of four turnovers is really, really tough. I mean, it, the flip side of that, it gives you a little hold that they kind of button some of that stuff up and do well going forward. Um, through halftime, it was still anybody's game, I thought. But if you're going to make stupid decisions like that, there's literally no hope for you for the rest of the season. Like If you can, yeah. if you can move the ball as well as you did and then just completely muff it at the end, then I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be a long uphill road, I think, in that division anyways for the Giants. But, uh, ooh, I mean, not having yeah. a second gear to switch to when Saquon wasn't getting any yards whatsoever, not yeah. putting him out wide enough times, not trying to mix up or a tempo. You give a couple different calls at the line and check in and out of things. Like the Steelers knew what they had and they were feasting. So, yeah. Ugh. It was, it, it looked close, but it was a mess. And then, yeah, of course, I, mean, I will say Jones did get, he did get two touchdowns in the air. I mean, but the two interceptions is what killed him. So he was able to make moves and he had several long drives where he literally marched down the field and looked great doing it. So it wasn't all bad, minus the two really, 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 really bad interceptions. Um, so there is some promise there. Like you said, the defense is doing well, but that's another one of those where is it the defense getting sort of the rust off and getting in the groove, which lets the giants put up yardage like that. Or is this maybe the giants kind of coming into their own a little bit and kind of getting back, you know, to some of their Eli Manning esque gameplay, but it's another one of those we'll have to watch shake out over the next couple of weeks. Yes, indeed. And the last Monday night game, Titans versus Broncos, uh, we said the Titans are going to win and Denver is going to put points on the board. Uh, the Titans did win, but how in the world did Steven Gostowski miss three field goals? The Titans could have won that game easily. Uh, yeah. And not that I'm, not that I'm, you know, a little jealous because Jadevian Clowney is now wearing a Titans uniform and not a Seattle uniform, but Jadevian Clowney had zero sacks yesterday. And Jamal Adams had one against the Falcons. So uh, I like what Pete Carroll's doing. Uh, I want Jadevin Clowney to be successful. Uh, he looked like he was you know, good in short spurts there. Uh, the Titans just offensively, outside of Derrick Henry, it was like dinking and dunking. It didn't seem like they had a lot going for him. Uh, and the Broncos were just trying, but God help them. They couldn't, just, they couldn't keep it together. The Dude, the Tannehill redemption tour is on the move and picking up steam. No, that's just kidding. That's another one. I'm just kidding. But he's not off to a bad start. Uh, the game was just a fun one to watch. It was one of those that around midway through the third quarter, I was like, all right, it's late. I got to work early. I got a busy day. I'm going to go to bed. And then I ended up just watching the entire game on my phone. One of the leagues I was in, it was literally 50-50 going into the third quarter. Shout out Melvin Gordon for that that late touchdown to put me over the edge to spike no, Gostowski no, on my not team. Not shout out Melvin Gordon. I <laughs> lost because of that touchdown for Melvin that, Gordon. Got <laughs> Despite Gostowski trying to give that game away for me, 
personally, I know that's what he was doing. I have him on my fantasy team. He got me a point, should have been 10 points, put the other guy away. Uh, was not doing that. He looked very much like an old man out there trying to kick a football because there was literally nothing. The holds were fine. The snaps were fine. In fact, the game-winning snap was a low snap, so you could have made an argument there that something was off in the, the timing or the rhythm. But for the most part, that was just terrible. Um, but I thought the game itself was really fun to watch. I think one of the things that kind of got lost in the shuffle was how much of a beast Henry actually is because it didn't look like he was uh, amounting to much last night. But that dude was a workhorse. He had 31 carries last night and only 116 yards because he, you know, a lot of the a lot of the plays where he got the ball were tackled behind the line, so he had a lot of ground to make up. But man, uh, you can't rely on Henry the entire time. That's not the game plan because teams obviously can scheme for that. He's still a beast. He still can move piles. If I'm running the ball 31 times, uh. After like time fifteen, not, who am I kidding? After time five, I'm gassed. But like <laughs> yeah. a normal, a normal running back last night or uh, over the weekend averaged about eighteen attempts to twenty attempts. So he had almost twice the workload. Um, uh, not much to show for it, unfortunately. But that man is still just an absolute monster. You can put anybody you want in front of him. He's still going to move the pile and do something with the ball. So. Yeah, that was at least one good takeaway. If they can kind of put it together, Tannehill keeps this momentum going. He's going to write that ship and carry them also to the promised land. I'm telling you, we're going to be talking about him at the end of the season as a a top mid tier quarterback. Hmm. Maybe, All right. maybe All right. a fringe, maybe even a fringe. Uh, no, nah, I won't. I won't go so far as to call him just, elite, but I'm going to call him just, a good quarterback. I just like to point out that I stayed up till one thirty to watch that game. I was facing my guy Greg. Uh, Greg had Melvin Gordon. They get that touchdown mm-hmm. late, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I watched them march down the field, and I said, "Oh my God, I'm going to lose! I'm going to lose! I'm going to lose!" And I saw Tannehill float the pass in the end zone for AJ Brown. I said, "Oh, oh here we go!" And he dropped it, and that's like, I literally just stayed up till one thirty so I could lose a fantasy this week. This and is- I was like, "I was like, don't complain. You haven't had this for a year. Be happy." And I was. This is my scenario last night. It was 50-50, or it would fluctuate. It would go like 52-48, 50-50, and it would just bounce back and forth for the entire day on Sunday. And then going into the night, it did the same thing. And when that second game started, I had Gordon and Gostowski going up against Henry. Henry on a normal night probably would have ran away with both of those. But old Gostowski... Would have made that competitive. He probably would have been good for 10 points, 11 points, something like that, if he had converted most of those. And Melvin Gordon obviously can produce. He didn't produce nearly as well because neither team really produced that much anyway. Um, but it was it was close right up until it still was saying, it wasn't until the Gordon touchdown where it jumped to like 60-40. And then when Gaskowski, obviously the game winner, Game over. Gave a little fist pump, trying not to wake up the wife in bed. But <laughs> a lot riding on last night's game. So shout out to both oh, of those yes. boys for taking me to the promised land. Yes, as we indeed. Said. Yes, indeed. All right. So that's that's week one. And now we're going to get into week two. We're going to do some rapid fire. 
Tim, you're going to guess a game. Then I'm going to guess a game. We're going to go right through this. We got to get to the thing because we're a podcast for the people and the people need to hear about the beers we're drinking this week. So Thursday night football, Bengals Browns, who you got? Sounds like a messy game, but I'm going to go Bengals. Uh... Tough one. Um, you know what? I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to give the Browns this one. I don't think they're going to go back-to-back, struggle that much. I think they're going to put some effort into it this uh, this week, make a couple adjustments, really working on their timing, and hopefully Baker shakes off some of that rust. I think Burroughs is prime candidate for some early wins because he did well enough. But I think the Browns are going to come out with a little bit of an edge after getting blown out uh, by the Ravens. So I might regret this one, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Browns. Mm. I'm going to go by a touchdown. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like uh, you're the number one pick. Like, go up, go up and earn it because you got the two yeah. the two number one picks. Like, if, if you lose to a number one pick who came a few years after you, then it's not going to look good for you. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, the one o'clock games on Sunday. Jags Titans. Look, I'm not convinced the Titans outright win this game, but they're going to need to go for two a hell of a lot more. They're going to need to kill the extra point of the, some of the field goals. So the mustache mania stays alive, but I think the Titans eke it out. Bucks band, uh, come on now, Bucks Panthers. Tim, who you got? Panthers look decent. Bucks look like they had a lot of work. Um, I think this might come out as a Bucks statement game where they spend the next five days just drilling in uh, various plays that put their quarterback, or, sorry, their receivers in positions to capitalize a little bit more on some of what Brady was able to do uh, in game one. You kind of got to see, you, you got an example to say, okay, here we are going on, up against a team that doesn't have access to our playbook, so it's not like you're scrimming against your own defense. Um, there are a lot of good takeaways. I think if they work on their timing, some of the route running, and get on the same page, this could come out and be a decent win for the Bucs if they can kind of buckle that up. Um, I think they're still going to have a lot of work, so I'm going to put this one a little closer, but I do think the Bucs eke this one out. All right. I think we see the first Gronk TD of the season, to be honest, but mm. who knows? Wishful thinking. Um, Broncos, Steelers. Look, the Steel City shut down Saquon. So if they can do that to Saquon, Melvin Gordon ain't getting open either. That was the that was the matchup I would have needed to really win this this week's fantasy for sure. Uh, the Steelers are back. All right. The the center might not be doing too good. Put the ball on the ground a couple of times. Ben had to bend over to pick that ball up off the ground, and he still sling that thing all over the place. <laughs> He may look a little bit rusty, but he looks like the Ben of yore. Like you said, he's connected with wide receivers. He doesn't have to deal with the headaches of Le'Veon, Rantonio. He's got Eric Ebron, Deontay Johnson, Juju, and Benny Snell because James Conner's injured. They're going to win, and they're going to win by 10. I'm going. I'm standing for this team. Let's go. Eagles Rams. Rams. Yeah. Uh... I don't think Wentz and the boys have a bounce back game this weekend. I think they got a little bit more work to do. I think it's really hard to pick against Sam. It, it's very weird also looking at a team and not saying like, 
oh, it's the quarterback, it's Cup, it's those guys. No, this guy is a one-man show capable of shutting down teams on his own. When you can just put your arms out and just take out three linemen as you go through, that's going to be a difference maker. Um, Wentz obviously struggled a little bit, I think, under constant duress, like he's going to be. I think this one ends up being potentially an easy win for the Rams. Sorry, sorry, Philly fans. Yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to the Philly fans ahead of this game. That's for sure. Do we skip the next one? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Might as well. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, go no. ahead. No, no, okay. no. 49ers, Jets. Look, the Jets are going to jet, and they jetted last week, but they are going to do nothing except get jet blasted by the 49ers takeoff. This is not going to be close. I think that the game that happened last week was a little fluky, and I think they're going to fix some things. Hopefully the Kittle injury isn't as very you know serious, but like that defense wants to make a statement. And unfortunately, there's no one on the Jets that really is going to scare anyone on the 49ers defense. So the Jets are going to score about 14 points max. That's what I think. 49ers win it easy. I got Bills, Dolphins. And I think we see the potential end. Uh, well... Bills defense, I don't think stacks up quite to the same as what this new look Patriots defense is. I think they're more similar, obviously, than what they were comparatively last year. Um, but I do think the Patriots defense has a name to make for itself. I don't think the Bills are there. I still don't think the Dolphins are going to end up doing much. I My own personal power rankings, I have them really low on my list. I think we might see maybe a shift from... Fitzmagic going into this week. We have two come in. Uh, that might change things up a little bit, but I still got the Bills. I still got the Bills taking this one. I'd have to agree. Vikings, Colts. Look, this is this is not a well-known secret, but I have six degrees of Kevin Bacon to the Minnesota Vikings. I might I might know a Minnesota Viking. I might know of. I don't know him personally, but there's no doubt that 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 defense is pissed after last week. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers just fleeced him on national television. Look for Zim's Reapers, which is what they call the secondary in Minnesota, to rebound here. Sorry, not sorry, Philip freaking Rivers. This is not going to be your week, my friend. It's not. Packers-Lions, uh, I don't even have to give this one much thought. It's Packers. Uh, Aaron rolls off of week one, slings it all over the place. I don't think they score quite as many points, but I think it's going to be another uh, pretty ugly game. Yeah. yeah. St- Stafford will make his best effort. Uh I think he'll put up some decent numbers. I don't think they're going to convert the same way they didn't convert last weekend. Um still be another one of those if you just look on paper at the stat lines, it's going to look closer than it is, but I think I think the packs just going to roll on right through those guys. Right on. Go Pack go. Uh Falcons Cowboys. I made one of the dumbest decisions I could have made in fantasy this past week. Not only starting the Vikings defense, who got swamped with negative 10 points, I benched Calvin Ridley in two mm-hmm. leagues. I, I still won, but those are 33 points that I needed badly that I yeah. really, really shouldn't have left there. So I'm not doing that again this week. Look, the, the Falcons are maybe not that good on fourth down, but they have plenty of firepower, a lot more firepower than the Cowboys currently do, and they have a great onside kicker in Young Way Koo, uh, and there's no way they should lose this game. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want to be the guy that says the Cowboys are going to start a season 0-2, but that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, the Falcons put up 400-plus yards against the Seahawks last week and lost, and I just don't think that a team that 
literally every one of Ryan's receivers got almost 10 receptions and they all went over hundred yards. And that was with Seattle having like a, a pretty good defense, much better. I don't think that the, the Cowboys are going to be able to, to do that. So I think the Falcons win that game. Yeah. I think the Falcons will end up being just a, you know, a fine team. There are only a few seasons removed from a Super Bowl, So it's not like they can't get there. I think it's just another one eking it out going into the season. So, Giants-Bears, another ugly game. Um, I'm actually going to go Bears this time. If Mitchell could put up a similar game to what he did this last weekend, I think there is, you know, an easy W there. The Giants, I think their confidence gets hit a little bit. You lost a little faith in your QB. Uh, I think if he can cut down on some of those bad decisions and bad turnovers. I mean, turnovers are going to happen. He's still a relatively young quarterback as far as the rest of the league goes. Obviously, he's not a rookie, but he's he's still got room for some improvement there. Um, I think if he can kind of button that up a little bit, I think the game will be a little bit closer, but this might be the week the Bears kind of squeak it out. They're always good for a couple upsets each each season, or at least a couple interesting wins. I think this might be one of them. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it an upset. I think this could go either way. But I do think the, the Bears is going to squeak this one out. In, in Mitchell, we somewhat trust for this weekend. <laughs> All right, the 4 o'clock games, the football team from Washington versus the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals just beat the 49ers. Okay, they're going to win this game, probably by a touchdown. Um, the Washington football team isn't playing a backup O-line like they did last week, so they're not going to pile up eight sacks. Uh, like I said earlier in the pod, the Washington football team can play spoiler to a lot of teams. They're going to win some games this season, and most people think they have no business winning. This is not going to be one of those games. No, no, it's not. Uh, Chiefs Chargers, same idea. It's, it's going to be Chiefs by a lot. A lot, a lot. Please. This might be another one if you have the Chargers defense. Maybe consider, you know, pulling someone in for a game. Yeah. And give the rock to Austin Eckler, please. You're not going to have a choice. You'll, you'll get blown out of the water if you don't, but I need it. I need I need all those points. <laughs> uh, Ravens-Texans also at 4 o'clock. Look, Texans came out, got a chainsaw the first week. Now second week, they got a buzzsaw. That's not a really great way to start the season. Hmm. Uh, they're going to go 0-2. Because the Ravens are going to win this one, and I think it's going to OT, and a Justin Tucker kick is going to win it. I think the de- the Texans are really desperate to find their identity without DeAndre Hopkins and to put this week one narrative to rest. But no amount of Duke Johnson and Will Fuller is going to do that. So they need to find a way to win football games without trying to put it on those two players and put the spotlight. Uh, they're going to put up a lot of points, but uh, it is not to be Mulsherry, not this week. Oh, you're not going to like this one. I'm sure well, you're mad that this is how they... football predictions going to be. <laughs> Patriots versus Seahawks. Uh, I'm actually probably going to go Seahawks on this one. I think, uh, I think Cam, while he put together a decent game, it was the Dolphins. Uh, it was against the uh, QB on the other side who gave the ball up a few times. So, uh, that game was still somewhat closer in score than what it should have been. I have said before, they always play the defense, uh, the, the Dolphins uh, tough, no matter what the two teams look like. It just is one of those thorns in the side of the Patriots. But 
Seahawks came out firing. I can't imagine them losing a lot of momentum. Russ looks great. Obviously, I hope, you know, I'm wrong here, but I'm not seeing it. I think the I think the Hawks take this one unless, you know, something crazy happens and, and the New England defense shores up quite a bit. Mm-mm-mm. Sunday night football. Really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. We may have That's to FaceTime after this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. It's not like any time in the Russell Wilson era that, you know, the regular season that they've ever lost to the Patriots because they haven't. Just in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Just, we gave that one away. Uh, that matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stats that matter now to do Super Bowls. Carry the not- two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Monday Night Football. Saints, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Michael Thomas is doubtful. Got a high ankle sprain. Probably not going to play. Do I think that the Raiders could knock off the Saints? Uh, if they played 100 times, they might win 10 of those games. No, I don't think so. The Saints are going to win this game. Um, okay. It may look a little bit closer for comfort than we want, but the Saints, look, they are the perennially loaded team in the NFC. They just have so much talent. They somehow find a way to eke out wins every single week. Alvin Kamara is just scoring touchdowns and laughing through every every time he gets tackled. Uh, Jared Cook is in the midst of a career resurgence. The defense is great when it needs to be. It's decent when it doesn't need to be. There's no way that the Raiders are going to win this game. I know I picked them against them last week, and I'm sorry, Raiders fans, listen to the podcast. But no, not in prime time. Yeah. No. Car versus Breeze. Taking Breeze every time. Yes, sorry, indeed. That's, that's the week two lineup. That's what we think is going to happen. Obviously, we're looking forward to what those picks are going to be next week. And now we get to the favorite part of our episode. What's in my cup? Tim, it's that mm. favorite time of every episode. What's in my cup? Uh, this week, I am drinking an Imperial IPA from Cincinnati, Ohio, from Ryan Geist. Okay, Cincy made right there. Uh, Ryan Geist is River Ghost, Ghost of the River in German. Uh, the beer store attended a wedding this past weekend and brought me back some uh, truth and knowledge. That's the name of their beers. If you've never had any of the beers from Ryan Geist, I would strongly suggest you go seek them out. Um, their IPAs are really good. And then, of course, they also have uh, a line of beers called, you know, Tiny Bubbles, which is like, you know, there's some tart little sour ales that kind of dance across your palate. Uh, it's fantastic. A little champagne uh, yeast in there, maybe? Yeah, yeah, a little champagne yeast. Uh, Truth, the other IPA that uh, the beer store brought was was pretty good. I've had it before. Uh, they make this awesome sour called Maracuja. Uh, I gave it a five. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. But this is an Imperial IPA. Cracking this bad, Larry. Uh, let's see. What is it? Uh, intense and refined knowledge delivers notes of resinous pine, dank sap, pithy grapefruit, and ripe pineapple. Okay. Let's go ahead and try this on for size. Cheers. Cheers, sir. So I'm taking, what do you think? What do you think about that one first? Before I get into mine. Oh, look on your face. Screams delicious. I'm a big fan of IPAs. That's not a secret, right? But if I had to, if I had to choose between West Coast and East Coast, I'm really more of a West Coast guy. Like Pliny the Elder is one of those formative beers for me. Uh, it's just so good, so piney and sappy. And that's exactly what it's, it's along this line. Uh, it's really good. I'm gonna give it on Untapped. I'm gonna give it a four T five, but I really would give this like a four four. 
in real life. This this is this is an amazing. Why well, why wouldn't you give it a four four? Well, because uh, you can't do that in Untapped. You have to go quarters, and you know zero to four round down, five or above round up. Yeah. That's what my third grade math teacher told me. So I've never really let go of that. Uh, I'm taking a slightly more aggressive approach to tonight's consumption. Um, mostly for surprisingly enough, lack of product in my house and being too busy to make a run. So <laughs> my shortcomings, uh, work in all of our favors because I'm going to enjoy this delicious cellar beer, a 2017 Goose Island Urban County brand stout, which if you haven't tried yet, they generally come out once a year on Black Friday. If you live in more populated areas, uh, they tend to sell out pretty quick. Sometimes you can get the normal variant, which is what this is, uh, throughout the year. Goose Island, you know, they pump a lot of them out now, but they have a lot of one-offs that are done at the same time. Well, they're all one-offs technically, but you have a lot of uh, limited releases that come out at the same time. They have uh, a barley wine. They have a blueberry uh, stout. They have different variations. They have some that are aged in different types of barrels. They're all phenomenal. They're worth getting. Uh, if your family goes out Black Friday shopping, uh, duck into your local package store, liquor store, beer store, whatever. See if you can snatch one. Do it early because uh, these things are phenomenal. This one I let chill out for a little while. Uh, most stouts that are aged in barrels are just in general. After about five years, you start to lose some flavors. So don't let them hang out too long. That's that's a fact I learned uh, just this year. After about five years, especially with some of the flavored stouts, that flavor starts to fall off. So like this one, probably not as much. This one might retain some of that flavor, but the bourbon side might fall off a little bit. But if you get one that's like cherry stout, which is one that they make that's aged in a bourbon barrel, the cherry might fall off a little while. So I've started drinking through some of these because they're getting up there in age for so this. Works out pretty well, but this guy is one of my favorites. Uh, another quick little backstory on it. When I proposed to my wife, it was actually uh, on Thanksgiving, and we lived in Massachusetts. We would come down to Connecticut. I stopped at a package store on the way out, and I saw, because back then they used to do them in four packs. Now they sell them in the larger bottles. I saw it and went, oh, wow, this is out early. I grabbed the barley wine and the Bourbon County Stout. The night I proposed, that's the beer we drank to propose or to celebrate. And every year since, I've gotten one on Black Friday. So this is a continuation of a yearly tradition. So glad to share this with everybody. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to Sam. Cheers. Episode 17 in the books. Let's go. Moving right along here. And this is the first week we're going to do two episodes. Right? You're going to put them out. Uh, we're going to talk uh, some playoff basketball, postseason for all the other sports, because we hear you guys and gals. We know you want us to talk more sports. I mean, football's back. You just got to give football some time, you know? So stick with it. Yeah, if you prefer to see us break them up and not dedicate a whole show to the NFL, let us know. We feel like it gives us an opportunity to digest the games from the weekend, plus give our outlook on the games for the upcoming season. If you guys are looking for us for, you know, some of your predictions, some of your fantasy information, we're more than willing to do that. We're trying to keep the time down a little bit to accommodate your listening time. So we're not overwhelming you with 
two hour long podcast. But if you want us to start getting into some of the final fantasy, uh, the final fantasy, some of the <laughs> fantasy football numbers, uh, and maybe dive a little bit into some of the matchups so you can make some educated decisions, we're here for it. Let us know. For now, we're going to stick to what our game projections are and what we think the outcomes are going to be and then recap it. Um, but we're here for you guys. If that's the content you want and you don't mind hanging out a little bit longer, we'll definitely do it. You let us know. Indeed. Thanks, everyone, for listening and being a fan of the Stats and Matter podcast and craft beer indirectly or directly. And uh, we'll talk to you next episode.